TCI Meadows come in, TCI Meadows, this is TCI Buttercup. Over. 10-4, Brandon, this is DCI Meadows. We've got a code, uh, we got a code N31GH here. He appears to be armed. Did you say N31GH? I did indeed, I did indeed. Would you, uh, require some backup? You know I do. I'll be there as soon as I can. Uh, please describe the suspect for me. Uh, tawny, brown, got a couple of sort of uh, spodges of white near, near the mane, um, violet look in his eyes, possibly deranged. That could be any <laughs> horse. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a horse, they all look quite similar. Uh, we've, we've, ha- we've gone over this before, DCI Meadows, the racial profiling training that we all undergone last March... <laughs> You really shouldn't. DCI Barcup, I mean, do you uh, think this is an appropriate time to call me up on the seminar that I may or may not have been to? No, understood. Uh, please uh, give me a rundown of the situation. I'm on my way. I'm going to need a update on that time. The horse has clocked me. The horse has clocked me. The horse is on my six. Uh, introduce the police cow to the situation. Our chief negotiator. I'm running as fast as I can, but I'm going to need... <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to need. I'm going to need our cow unit to come in as soon as possible. I'm getting on the M double O right now. On the M double O. Hello and welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere. A podcast in which 34% of two people listen to The Archers. I am your host. I've I got no idea what's going on. And my name is Alex. Um, I'm the second strain of something incredibly deadly that uh, has been caused by a poor, poor handling of the first strain. Ray. Oh, no. <laughs> Political humour. There's no place for that in our show. This is an apolitical program, and it always has been. So apolitical. You can tell by how many times we've wished death on the British government that this is a very (laughs) (laughs) apolitical show. Sometimes I wonder why the BBC don't hire me, and then I listen back to the episodes of the show. Um, so (laughs) So this is, of course, a show about the Archers tangentially, uh it's about what's going on in the archers yeah uh, as as a way of looking at what's going on in the wider world because isn't fiction a mirror we hold up to humanity really at the end of the day i mean well isn't um, it isn't it ray i mean uh i don't really think a lot of the anime i watch is very reflective You're telling me you you don't know teenagers that if they die in the simulation they die in real life and they have swords bigger than their their mom yeah but that was just one guy oh okay he's hardly it's hardly a synonymous experience for all of humanity that's just that one guy i put in there cardiff is a weird place to grow up oh <laughs> huh? uh, yeah no one has the accent and a lot of people are, uh, you know, hooked up. It's crazy. 
Um, okay, so as you can no doubt tell, we've got farming on the mind. Uh, so farming? it's my f- farming on the mind, and it's my favorite segment of the show where I go to Ray for some hot tips on agriculture. What have you learned about agriculture from the archers? Is it fulfilling its remit, its intended purpose as an educational program Uh, about farming? I've learned that if you hire a man that's, you know, if you tangentially hire a man that's using slave labor, you'll probably get used as a scapegoat and get fired by your ward. Uh, see I wish now I wish I listened to the show you know it would have saved me so much prison time you know surprisingly little mention of fields cows and or horses despite how hilarious we were at the start trying to think of the last time they actually mentioned a farm related you've misled me with your japes and your bits. With my japes and my jives, I, I misled I you. I was led to believe that this was a farming program. Actually, that's not entirely true. Actually, it's not. There was a tangential reason that I was thinking of horses that led me down that tangent. Um, so, the truth does come out. Philip told... Philip told Kirsty, you know, location, location, yep, location. Um, the only joke I know. <laughs> yep, the only joke Alex knows. <laughs> That's why I bring it up every time. So you feel special. Um, he told, he told Kirsty, because Gavin ran out the house. No one knows where he is. He's avoiding. He's avoiding the whole Gavin's situation. He told Kirsty was going. He was called, told his Kirsty was going to his mum Rhiannon in Wales to stay with her for a bit. Um, but it turns out he's he's off somewhere, and he told Kirsty before he went, "You need to open up your eyes. That man, he's hiding things from you." And then he ran out the door, so she confronted him, thinking that he was having an affair. Mm. Oh no! It wow. was so much worse than that. It was so much worse than that. Um, and then he kind of eked it out. Um, the whole thing. Uh, and. She got Roy to call the police because Kirsty's a good, good one. Why didn't she's a Roy? Why didn't she call? Who's who's Roy? Well, so Roy is her friend, and Roy came to check on her because she'd been upset all day because she thought Philip was having an affair. And then by the time he came to check on Kirsty, they were in the full swing argument because she realised actually he wasn't having an affair. The reason he'd been staying in that hotel was he'd gone to sell sell his workers to another person. Mm. Nice Yay. little business trip he'd taken. Nice little business trip. He stayed in the Premier Inn and everything. Crazy. Oh, man. Him and Lenny Henry just chilling. Selling- <laughs> I'm not implicating Lenny Henry in this. Don't you bring <laughs> yeah, Lenny I'm Henry not. into this. <laughs> <laughs> I think legally It might have been, I might, you know, it was a Premier Inn or a travel lodge. Same difference. I don't know. <laughs> actually, I think, you know, I think, uh, which one's nicer? I don't actually know. I... I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker for a premier in, but that's because I like purple. Yeah. I guess um, they're Purple's pretty much the nice. same thing. Uh, Something about how purple premier in is makes me feel like I'm in some kind of like Sundance movie about a murder about to happen. <laughs> I feel like I'm in I feel like I'm in neon. Do you know the the absolute opposite feeling of that is staying at an easy hotel 
which I have done. Oh God! Once. There's one. How easy? Near, um, there's one near like Paddington, and it's it's all orange. I mean, it's it's run by like EasyJet, uh, so it's mm. it is the orange of an EasyJet on all of the what walls the and the bedding, and uh. and it's the, all of the towels, <laughs> the corridors. It feels like you're walking through the intestines at all. of a cartoon character. It's not easy to sleep. I got a headache from looking at the wall. Gross. So this is my ringing endorsement. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Easy Hotel. Oh, man, hotels though. We could go on a whole tangent about them, but I I've decided I'm going to be a better um a better baby when we do these things. So I'm not going to go on a whole tangent about how amazingly creepy I find hotels and how much I love them. Anyway, point being. Uh, yeah. He came to check, and they were having an argument, and she called, she went, Roy, call the police! And I was like, you go, girl. Yeah, you call the cops on your husband. Uh, so now he's been busted. Yeah, but he's not, um... He's rotting in a prison in cell. Jail. Oh, he's out on it. bail. He's out on bail. Well, it... But he's under investigation. And... Later, they came back and arrested Kirsty. What? Because they need to determine if she was involved. Which, with ignorance, technically she was. Because she has helped him with his accounts on occasion. So maybe from a place of ignorance. But she has technically committed um, both tax fraud and like misrepresentation of like employment information. Ooh. She didn't know what she was doing, but... It's crazy. I don't know if I'm using the right terms for that. Funnily enough, I don't actually know. You don't the have a degree in law. When you don't have a degree in human rights, I, law. I don't have a degree in law, nor do I have any personal experience to know what the crime is called when you falsify, um, you know, booking accounts because you're keeping, you know, unpaid labourers. It's funny that you've not come across that before. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I don't. Yeah, um, I don't know. Y- you don't know. I don't know, know either. I've, I've know. not come across it either. It's... Okay, so he's. Did he sort of throw Kirsty into it? Is that why she's been arrested? They haven't implied that. That could be the case, but I think it's more just a situation that she's married to a guy who's profiting from that. Um, and technically she's been profiting from that technically she's been involved in his business they're scrutinizing everyone uh they've gone around and talked to pretty much everyone that he's um done jobs for because they're determining levels of complicity which none of the characters that we know in the show are complicit but the police have been implying that several of the people who he's worked for knew that things were on the up and up but not linda I mean, no. Linda got Linda got scattered across all of yeah, Anchorage. I very much Linda's, doubt she was invested. Linda's body was strewn to the four corners of the kingdom. Linda is but... still bringing herself back together, <laughs> like like all the king's horses um, couldn't. From all over Anchorage, like in the at, at the end of the Iron Giant, <laughs> she's still. <laughs> I um yeah no I I realize that but she was like, what I mean is that she was involved in some degree because. Like she went into the place where the unpaid workers were. Like she was working oh, with yeah, unpaid but workers. She wasn't 
even in that case, she probably wouldn't be scrutinised because she doesn't have any specific hand in the running of of uh, Grey Gables. She has no power here. No, she's a um, administrative worker at Grey Gables. Oh, okay. They'd probably go after Oliver, who owns it, and then they'd probably talk to Roy as well. Although Roy, of course, is the only one who's been suspicious this whole time because he ran into the whole situation with one of the workers, Blake. Uh, Philip was pretending to be his uncle for a while, uh, that kind of thing. And he was involved in all of that nonsense. Speaking of Linda, though, on a lighter note, we'll get back We'll get back to the modern-day slavery in a moment. <laughs> Speaking of Linda... <laughs> um. Did you hear the news? You might have heard the news. I absolutely... There is 0% chance that I've heard the news. I don't know. Linda's got an MBE. As in the fictional character, Linda... Uh Whatever her last name is. Snell? Go on. Snell? Linda Snell? Wow! Wow! I'm very impressive. Um... So Linda Snell received an MBE mm-hmm. from the Queen. Yeah, New Year's, you know, the New, New Year's, Year's recommendations yeah. by the New Year's honors. Um, so the whole village, sort of, voted for services for to the community. I would assume so. Um, I think that's what they. I think probably it was a situation where. That when they all recommended her, they probably this woman has served our community and she's been through like this great tragedy, so that she's recovered from. Queenie, that seems like a prime candidate for an MBE. Queenie, please give this exploded woman a tap on the shoulder <laughs> and a little medal. Please give the strewn about parts of this. <laughs> please give the of this elderly <laughs> uh, pantomime queen. The recognition she deserves. Please to give this sock puppet of a woman a medal. <laughs> um, <laughs> when will we go too far? I, I think line? I might have done this time. Um, <laughs> I, I that is, I had not. Heard ah, that. I don't take credit for that yourself. I, I started yeah, it. I, I have not. <laughs> I, I had not heard that. Um, it seems bizarre to me that they can just sort of. They could say whatever they want. Like, they could just make... You're saying that, like, Elizabeth doesn't listen to the Archers <laughs> and would not approve of this. <laughs> Ew, yes. Send send them a real medal. Um, she still thinks that Borsetshire is real. She's been sending out royal edicts to the whole county. Um, what... Uh, that imply what I love about th- when these sorts of things happen in this show is that it implies the wider world, which is something that fascinates me about the archers is life outside of the village. Because I mean, we had this huge conversation last year about about COVID nineteen eventually hitting the village like six months after it hit the rest of the world, mm. and I guess well, seemingly course- has been fixed now question mark no 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 they're still doing they're still you know talking about COVID okay in the show. okay so they're still people are social distancing and that so kind of thing there was something to do with that that i, I do to bring want up, to know but... who gets the first vaccine in the village 
um oh that's interesting point. vaccine in Probably, the village is a great Probably that seems like line. a peggy thing that it's seems got to like be peggy someone thing. over 80 so that could be half of them well it's peggy or Jillian. <laughs> um you say that but there aren't actually that many well, it's just the people that old like you have peggy and jill and jim is is on in his years but I would say most of the older people are sitting around their sixties, which is still old. Is there but... a? Is there like a, a? I assume there's a GP in the village, like a, a doctor's surgery or whatever. It's occurring to me that they very rarely talk about the doctors on the show. That's probably because they're all secretly robots and they just go in for meetings. <laughs> or because the BBC already has four programs about doctors. And so it can't that have will do too it. many. Well, that would um that would feel Alistair would feel really bad being the local vet if there was also a doctor character that he had. Right, to he'd have to compete with, with and be like, "Hey, listen, putting my whole hand inside of a cow's vagina is exactly the same as administering vaccines to babies." I was trying to think of something funny to say in response to that, but I was thinking about cow vagina too much. Yeah, that happens. It'll do it to you. Um, I. <laughs> that being said, I don't know if I've ranted about this on the show too much, but vets suffer so much, and they deserve just as much credit for a suffering cred as doctors do. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not invalidating the uh the hard work that vets do. Oh, I know you're not. I'm I just know you're saying not. that the competition would be too much for this show to handle because you're asking old Radio 4 listeners to choose between their beloved GP and their beloved vet. I mean, how are they supposed to do that? I think people can be quite on and off about their local GP. I think that there's a level of distance from the vet and there's also an, a level of economic reliable reliance on a vet which means that they're very you know intertwined with rural life whereas i i think it can be very touch and go in people's relationships with medical professionals even disregarding sort of like paranoia and that kind of thing mm. um so what yeah, we're I'm saying thinking, is that I'm, they're going to they're gonna have to leave the village to go get their vaccine, which means it probably won't happen I on mean, the show. I mean, it's likely anyway, isn't it? Because they're not exactly... They at least have to go into Borsetshire. Well, the, 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 the Moderna vaccine can be... No, not the Moderna vaccine. The Oxford vaccine can be stored in a fridge. So, like, it doesn't have to be frozen, so it's being delivered to, like... Yeah, surgeries. but from a distribution perspective, I guess they're probably not surely... going to send it out to two people, are they? That seems. Oh man, yeah. I just really wanted a scene of them getting the vaccine. Made me really happy. I'll let you know. Yeah, I... I'll, I'll send you a message as soon as they <laughs> they do that. So what I was saying though is that this this MBE situation. See, I was the one that went on the tangent this time. You've been very good. Um, is that I'm blushing. There's a there's a wider world that we so rarely see, and it's so delicious every time we do, because there's this implies that the queen exists. I mean, obviously she exists, but it implies that she is also extremely old oh, and she is also going to had die. Royalty on the show. Wait, what? Really? Like, as in playing yeah, themselves? Yeah, I know they have. 
Or do they get a voice well, I actor mean, probably to play like, Charles? They probably like Fergie or something, you know? Do you want me to look I'm, it up? I'm I'll gonna, look it yeah. up and you can look it up. But I know for a fact that you've had royalty on the show. I just don't know in what context. Um, or it might just be some small, small, uh, minuscule duchess. You know, pint-sized duchess. <laughs> do you know why they've given her an MBE, though? Because I, I, I don't usually, you know, sort of require you to know things about the archers, because that's kind of the point. But there is a really big reason that they do something like this. No. Right I mean, now. is it because she's going to die? <laughs> That's like a, they're going to kill the character off and they wanted to give her a send off. No, come on. You can do this. What reason would they have to do something like this at the new year? Well, I mean, it's... You mean like in the world of the archers or meta... No, in our world. Oh. In our world. Well, I mean, there's New Year's honors every year, and then. Yeah, but what's special about this year? I mean, it's been a shit year. <laughs> <laughs> is it the? And I think about that all the is time. Is it a particular anniversary of the Archers or something? Ah. Uh... Would it be the fifth? No, seventieth anniversary of the yeah. Archers this year yeah. is that right 70th anniversary of the archers good god that's such a long time <laughs> that's the reaction i was expecting and hoping for um jesus christ <laughs> um i i i just it's looked like it when up. you see godzilla coming over the horizon <laughs> fuck that's big <laughs> um in 1984 her royal highness princess Cow- margaret was a guest at a gala fashion show at gray gables see i told you uh and i think the Duchess of Cornwall has also been on, which is Camilla, which, like, ugh, really? If, you re- if you're going to have to get one, really? Which I think that was in 2011. I always want to joke with people, you know, everyone watches that show, The Crown, and they're always like, and I just always wonder, does the Queen watch this? And I go, well, I don't know if the Queen watching this, but I know she listens to The Archers, so why don't you go check that out and maybe you'll understand what the queen why she doesn't being influenced listen by. to why she doesn't watch the crown because there's such better entertainment out there in the form of the archers um yeah why would she be watching the crown when she could be listening to the archers so okay it's the 70th anniversary of the archers so 10 years ago the duchess of cornwall came on the show because that was 2011 for the 60th anniversary presumably so, who is the big celeb pick for 2021? Who do we anticipate coming on this year to celebrate the anniversary of the show? And why is it Meghan Markle? <laughs> Apparently Princess Margaret has also attended a function. Yeah, that's what I said, in, in like the 80s. Oh, so maybe she, I, thought you, I thought you said... I thought you said the... Oh, you talk Princess Margaret... Princess Sorry, Margaret in 1984, the Duchess, and then... The Duchess of Cornwall has also yes, done. which is Camilla. Yes. That's Camilla? Oh, I don't know these things. Yeah, Camilla is the Duchess of Cornwall. Well, Charles is I the... I think I know more du- about Digimon than I know about <laughs> the royal family. Honestly, that's valid and probably more <laughs> I don't even useful know that much information. About 
I would say my order of knowledge goes Pokemon, Beyblade, Digimon. No, Pokemon, Digimon, Beyblade. I was going to say, who knows anything <laughs> about Beyblade lore? Um, don't you know Moses parted the Red Sea with a baby? <laughs> Is that in the actual lore of, of Beyblades or something? I'm 90% sure that that's in the actual lore of Beyblades. That's incredible. It's just like how, um, uh, Grace Archer parted the Red Sea with a, um, Combine Alvis. <laughs> <laughs> Attractor. And she got a CBE for that, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> didn't you know I'll go for a Moses part of the Red Sea, you attractor? And not one of them newfangled ones with the touchscreens. Touchscreen tractors. <laughs> oh, it's got iPad instead of steering wheel. Oh, I so fancy. Um. Okay, so there's a real... This is amazing. There's a real-life reason why they've given a real honour to a fictional character from a fictional version of the real queen. See, this was the other thing that I wanted to talk about, because speaking of me getting uh, having a moment where I went, what are the implications of this? They had this ad, you know, more of a... Um, God, I can't remember the word when you have like a, a little sting bit, like a puff before a show where they uh, explain something that they're going to do with the show that they advertise for the future. But it's the it's in the characters are in character talking about something that the show is doing like it's something that they're doing. Oh, my God. Is there even a word for that? That's so meta and weird. How would there possibly be an explanation for that? That's the most distressed noise. It sounded ever like made. an elephant blowing his nose. <laughs> Yo, there's a ghost passing in front of the my on the in front of the mic. Anyway, um. Okay, so they're in character God, talking about what they're doing ums. in the show to explain to the audience what's coming up. Jolene and please don't face. steal my man. I've made that joke before, haven't I? Joe. <laughs> I don't think you have. <laughs> Janet nodding. Jolene, in the Jolene, please serve me a pint at the bull. So she's the bartender at the bull. At the yeah. bee. The she's bee, the, the landlady. The it's scum. the bee. Isn't it the bee at Ambridge now? That died long ago. What? We're over that. We didn't mention that it's no longer the bee at Ambridge. When? Since when do I? Uh, since when do I tell you when things die? <laughs> It comes up if it comes up. That whole that whole scrummage. Don't hold me to this, but there's a small chance they dropped the whole beer Ambridge thing on account of Linda exploding, and they felt kind of bad about it because <laughs> they were like, Linda didn't really like the whole beer Ambridge thing, and she kind of exploded last week. So let's just change about when she's not looking. <laughs> we'll just convince her it was a delusion that she had in the before times. <laughs> you know, B.E. before exploding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my it's my least favourite Archer, which is not saying a lot. Josh? Um, nah, nah, the one who works at the pub. I don't know. Jolene Kenton. That's Kenton I, Archer? Yeah, you had that same reaction to his name last time. Kenton? That's Kenton bullshit. and Jolene were talking about the quiz that they were doing, like a pub which quiz. was apparently the pub quiz. Well, it was a quiz around Ambridge, 
that is making me think that I've missed some kind of special episode, but I can't find it anywhere because I'm stupid. But some kind of special episode where they did a quiz that people could join in on. The Real audience people. could join in on. Real people. Like you and me. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only tentatively include the two of us in that, but... We so, are real people. <laughs> so there was a quiz. And they were advertising it, and there was this bit where. And jo- Sorry, it's just, it was so. I didn't know how to talk about it. Jolene said, and they're putting it on the radio. That's how she talks. I hear they're putting it on the radio. And he goes, what, Radio Borsetshire? And she goes, no, Radio 4. And he goes, Radio 4? Never heard of it. What? Went, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much my reaction. What? <laughs> what? Hell yeah, what? <laughs> no, not that. The opposite of that. What? No. What? <laughs> Okay, so there's he no went, radio four. What's that? And I, I went, D-. and then I, I the... looked, and then I looked to my left, and I realised that there were several mirrors, and I was being reflected in all of them mm-hmm. infinitely. So is that? There... Uh... But does that mean? Okay, okay, okay. You give it a go. You okay. try and explain so this. There's no radio four in Archer's Land, right? In Ambridge. Is that because Borsetshire is a dead know. zone for that frequency? Because there are know. radio chat, there are radio BBC radio stations above four. There's Radio Five Live. There's Radio Six Music. Do those not exist either? Or is Radio Five Live? I'm trying radio to remember four if live. he went BBC Radio Four or if he went Radio Four because that's two very different things, isn't it? That's two very different things right there. Was he going? BBC? Or was he going Radio 4? Either is incredibly unhinged. But the first one is a lot worse than the second. I have a small... I have a small... I can suspend my disbelief one ounce to believe that Kenton has never listened to Radio 4. He's not the type. I don't think he's into the radio plays. Okay, Alex. I, you've I just, been you've been quiet for a really long time. It's making me really to, nervous. I just had to look something up. So I just had to look up what what this quiz thing was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the anniversary of the show was the the first of January. So it was just like the uh-huh. January first, nineteen fifty one, was the first broadcast. The Archers. So the the seventieth anniversary was the first of January, twenty twenty one, and. There were there was that episode that you talked about, and then uh-huh. other specials of cast members appearing on other Radio Four shows mm. on that day. Did I hear so, this? Did I block this out? So so um, Jeremy Howe, who is the editor of the show, was on Farming Today along with the guy that plays David Archer and the show's in agricultural advisor. I can't imagine so. In an Archer flavors flavoured episode. But then, later in the afternoon, 
listeners will be invited to an anniversary quiz in the show's fictional pub, The Bull, hosted by pub landlords oh, no, Jolene and a... Kenton Archer. Now that you know that there's at least a four hours of content I'm going to have to go listen to and I'm going to have to find all of these different Radio 4 shows that I've never listened to before. At least tell me one of them was on Sorry I Haven't a Clue, because then I'm okay. <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> Damn the it. Archer's Anniversary Quiz. I found it. I can, yeah, I found it. It's a, it's available for the next 19 days, so hurry on it, folks. Uh, uh, I hate quizzes. I hate quizzes so much, Alex. I can't describe to you how much I hate quizzes. I love quizzes. I might listen to this even though I know I'll get it all wrong because it'll be about the archers. And the only thing worse than a pub quiz is a personality quiz. Is a fictional pub quiz. (laughs) The only thing worse than a personality quiz is a fictional pub quiz. Host a special quiz in the bull about the events and characters of Ambridge across 70 years. Okay, okay, this is wild. Okay, so... Two characters from the fictional show The Archers, two fictional Uh, characters, are hosting a real quiz in a fictional pub, inviting Mm -hmm. real listeners Mm -hmm. to the fictional show to come Mm -hmm. and answer questions Mm -hmm. about fictional characters in the fictional show from the last 70 years. So to them, to the characters... It's a history quiz about their village with some very enthusiastic perverts on the phone (laughs) who know an obscene amount about their village's history. And, uh, uh, Clive from Shropshire has just called up to say he knows exactly what you had for dinner on June 4th. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, Brenda from, uh, Brenda from Shropshire has just let us know exactly what size shoes you have, Kenton. How bizarre! Like, uh, uh, they must be... If it isn't... I knew someone was in my shoe closet last week. (laughs) If the whole show isn't the two hosts freaking out about how these people know so much about their village... Miranda from Cardiff knows exactly what you did last summer. (laughs) (laughs) That's my mum's name. Oh, man. Oh, I spoke to my mum about this show. Our show? Or the fictional? I'm so lost in the weeds about what is real and what isn't. Well, Is this your fictional mother? (laughs) I'm sorry. Take take a deep breath and um, get out of the goo. Unplug yourself and get out of the goo and I'll explain what's real and what's not. So. Come on. Come on. You can do it. I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready. You can do it, Neo. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you're more of a trinity, really. I, I haven't seen the film. Whoa! I know that's that's Good the real you. that's the real mind fuck. <laughs> Is I, I'm this um, I'm this pretentious and I've never seen the key, Matrix. I don't hate the sequels. I'm sure that they're. I don't. I have no. I, have I get zero to say in front of you because you haven't. You, yeah, you I've got haven't zero opinion about I'm them, sorry. so you can't be mad at me for liking them. Okay, you were speaking to your very real mother about this I was speaking very to my mother. <laughs> so. She rang me up and she's like, how you doing, love? But she doesn't talk like that, but I can imagine she does. Um, 
<laughs> she rang me up and said, how are you doing? Just checking in. And she said, what are you doing this week? And I said, oh, you know, I'm recording my podcast. And she went, right, right. That's that when you do, you do about the archers, right? Still that, right? And I said, still about the archers. Just. And every time we talk about it, she goes, and and that friend of yours, have they listened yet? And I go, nope. Still the point of the show that they don't listen. <laughs> Wait, goes, does your mum think that the point of the show is you trying to convince me to listen to the archers? I'm not sure if that's what she's saying, but every because time that's we talk so good, about it, and we are both very stubborn, if you've and the show will go yet. on forever like that. And every time I go, no, mum. They haven't listened yet because that would d- defeat the purpose of the show. It's a re- and I said that's why we don't call it a recap show because neither of us know what we're talking. About. <laughs> it's um, that's great though. That that that's the secret. That's the backdoor pilot for what this show actually is, which is you trying to convince me what, in me giving you Stockholm syndrome. Absolutely <laughs> terrible ways to try and listen to this show. <laughs> You're just telling me what's happening in the most unconvincing way possible. I mean, we've been doing this show for some Other time. Other people now. would take that as an insult. There is as a no way I would want to start listening now. If I've turned one more person off the archers, that's right that on my tombstone. That's something I can be proud of. Oh, no, man. the second part of this conversation, of course, was her doing uh, her usual thing that she says about a lot of the things I do. Perfectly politely, um, but, you know, parents. But she said, see, I couldn't do this with you because I would um, I would disagree with a lot of what you have to say. And I go, I know, mum. <laughs> I mean, she says I don't, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of your opinions on the on the on the show. And I said, uh huh, yeah, that's great. It's unsurprising, mother. That's it's unsurprising that I, a twenty-four-year-old with extremely leftist opinions and a big mouth, would disagree with you a lot about what goes on in the arches. Is this why you chose me to host this show with you, so that I can't disagree with you? Uh, no, I think we both agreed I did this show because, uh, I I can't shut up and you were really bored. Sounds about right. And you're one of, you're one of probably, you know, a handful of like 20 people who can put up with my shit. (laughs) Um. I picked you because you're a rube. (laughs) That's fair. Um. (laughs) So... I'm I'm still so confused. <laughs> We're going back to this now, are we? I'm just I couldn't get away from it. I I realize I haven't said anything funny for the last like fifteen minutes because my head's just been swimming with like. Give me an ET on this on this existential crisis that you're having because I've got one more plot point to talk about. Okay. Do you need another five minutes? Ten? No, I just I just. Do you think the Queen will die on the same day? Both 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 timelines <laughs> that's what i need to that's what it really comes down to um well that depends. oh this would be awful if between now and the edit that depends com- entirely oh, on no. the fact of what plot they're doing at the time right because, because when big things like that happen they have to go back and record something 
which is why it always sounds so out of place because they'll be having some conversation about something that's going on in the village and be and one of them will go oh what about that dreadful news eh about the titanic sinking <laughs> you know did they okay this is perhaps too dark did they do that for 911 i have no idea um i can ask my i can ask my you know what i'm having a moment now were they just talking about I swear about to god sheep? we've had this conversation before were they just talking really about bringing the sheep in and then someone bursts through the door and is like have you seen what's going on in new york and then they all rush to a radio and turn it on and it it's, wouldn't be like that bbc radio that's 4 way, that's, and they all explode. there's way too much energy in what you're saying you need yeah, to be ten, you need to be like at least 20% more beleaguered and nonchalant about the situation <laughs> sorry i wasn't being british enough um the that's that's what i want to know is because if okay i know that it's awful what i said earlier about the queen dying in between us recording about us recording and janet editing it and posting it and she's dead by the time we get to it but i mean she's had her first dose of the vaccine so she'll be fine um but if jesus christ if she if she died now uh-huh. During the slavery plot, do I like this conversation? I'm because I'm she's because this is such a big plot. Would they interrupt this plot to talk about Liz dying? I mean, and then would they just have to pick up where they left off? Because presumably they've recorded much of this plot line already. Because that you know they're reasonably far in advance. Okay, okay, I'll help you with this. What would probably Oh, I can't believe you're making me do this. I just... I, so this was the most... What they'd probably do is one of them would... Someone would say, Oh, and on top of all of this, Our Majesty dying as well. What a week. <laughs> what a week! <laughs> <laughs> or what a year or what a month. But the, but the they'd thing say is... something like that. But and the... then I would lie there in the dark thinking... <laughs> I'm still listening to the show. Alex was right. <laughs> um, it's it's the fact that, like, I, I specifically picked the Queen dying because we've mentioned her, like, clearly existing in the in the show and giving yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, no, I'm not faulting you for that. The, and also... My exasperation with this conversation is purely based on the fact that you are the kind of person that creates mountains for yourself to climb. And... I'm like, why you got to stress me out too by asking these questions? It's extremely rude and extremely accurate. Very fair. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> what? You're like, was... I'm going to die on this hill because I dug it up myself. <laughs> why did I start this? What was the, Where was I going with this? I don't think you were really going anywhere. I think you were just having a little bit of a panic attack. <laughs> it does feel like that, doesn't it? Um... <laughs> It was more because she she exists and she's given out an MBE. Oh, no, that was where I was going with it. It's because the Queen's <laughs> death is a, weirdly enough, it will be a national holiday. You get an extra day off work if the Queen dies. So uh-huh, yeah. it's such a big, like, national thing that they would have to bring it in because everyone would be off work. So if they're in the right. middle of a court case, they'd have to stop the court case so that the judge can take a day off work. <laughs> I did it! It broke Ray! 
<laughs> At last. So just to clarify so I can really minutes. put you on blast. The scenario that you're imagining is they're in the middle of a fictional court case for About modern the day slavery, slavery yeah. for Philip Moss, mm-hmm. a beloved, beloved Welsh origin local. Oh no! Now turned, now turned absolute. Uh, you know, pillock. I can't remember the official term, but I'm just gonna say pillock. Um, you know, when someone in the what's like a martyr, but the opposite. A moron. No, an outcast, you know, vilified. Oh, right. A vilified individual okay. on trial. And the whole village is there because. What else are they going to do? I don't do? know. What else are they going to do on a Sunday? And uh, <laughs> go to church. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's church and then court. That's the archer's tradition. So. <laughs> They're all there, and then someone runs, bursts through the doors of the courtroom, and says, you'll never believe it. Queen Liz has died. And so the judge slams his gavel down and says, this whole trial is void, because the queen died at no, the same I, time I as when it was happening. I think that what <laughs> no, would happen is that like, the, the trial would happen, and it would be like a Monday, Tuesday, and then the queen dies, so they take the Wednesday off. Uh, and they'd have to address it because they're like, well, why aren't you going to court? It's like, oh, because Liz died, obviously. And then we're adding in the whole dimension that I am firmly claiming that the Queen listens to the Archers every single day. So... My, this still hasn't answered my question in, in the, do, do they die on the same day? Well, that's the weird thing, isn't it? Because what if she dies while listening to the Archers? <laughs> how, did, how did she die, Mary? She died doing what she loved. Listening to this show. <laughs> Radio 4? Never heard of it. <laughs> well, we've done it, guys. This is the worst conversation we've had on this show. It's uh, got all the points. This is worse Death, than that Children of Men heresy. bit we did. <laughs> Blasphemy, heresy... Mention, mentions mentions of old women dying whilst <laughs> listening to radio shows. Us being up our own asses. So anyway, um, the next week's episode, next month's episode, will be brought to you from the Tower of London. Um, <laughs> I heard this great acoustics. <laughs> okay, was there one more plot point? Well, it was we it was up? tangential, but I really wanted to bring it up because okay. it made me so fucking livid. Guess who's making me livid this week? Fucking Brian Aldridge. God, I just really hate Brian. He's just like coming up with new innovative ways to piss me off. Was he already on the shit list? I think he was. So first off, he's got he gets done for speeding, and I have to cope with my usual uh, sort of uh, who do I take sides with when it's cop versus rich bastard. Um, Oh no, the worst pairing. This side and this side, we fall on the side of cop. Uh, cause fuck Brian so much. And he gets done for speeding, and he has to go to a course. And I was like, "Haha, get knobbed." And then he he made it all the way to the shop, even though uh, he was worried about getting there, and that's why he was speeding. And Kirsty's in the shop at the same time. Uh, and there was this great moment where both Kirsty and uh, Jim, who was on the till, um, when Brian was coming in, he went, "You're not gonna believe this!" And they both yelled at him, "Mask." And I was like, fuck you, dude. That's so good. They both went, mask. 
brilliant. And he came in and he saw Kirsty was there and he went, uh, he said something horrible and, and, and uh, you know, cutting about her, her being a slave owner or something. Horrible. He said something, he said something old manny, horrible to her. And I was like, and then it cut and then it did a cut to go to another scene before we came back. And I went, you can't cut away from that. I've got to fucking snip his balls off. And they cut back to that scene. Verbally, emotionally, metaphorically, um, allegorically. Uh, allegorically castrate him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> allegorically remove his ability to bear more children. I mean, he's and... like ancient, isn't he? There's no way he's still having kids. I don't know. There's no way those little guys are still functional. We've talked too much about Brian's penis in the course of the show. It's just the second time, and that's too <laughs> it's many. It's the second time, yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> he starts having a go at her, and his reason for having a go at her is because she went after him a little bit when that whole thing happened of him allowing toxic waste to be dumped on this land in the 70s. So he's having a go at her, saying, now you're demanding our sympathy, even though you're a party to a slave trade, a current problem with real serious consequences. And she says, I was just standing here. I wasn't asking for your sympathy. You just come up to me and said all of this. I wasn't asking for now, sir. Oh, you want me to feel sorry for you? Me, a person who's walked up to you doing nothing and you asked me for nothing and I, you expect me to give you something? Nothing. He's so and, terrible. Ah. He's going out of his way to be shit. And he made it seem, she says, something that we had, something we had no idea was happening. And I'm like, and he goes, you... Jim's like, you have a bit of sympathy for the woman. She's clearly, she's clearly suffering. He, he said, where was her sympathy when we lost our house? And I was like, ah! Like 50 years Strangle ago. Strangle you, yeah, sir. Cool. Sir, we must have words. Like, where is the voice actor for Brian? I just want to discuss his character choices. <laughs> I just want to have a polite conversation with him about him playing a ballad. I'm sure it's not his fault. I know it's not his fault. That's why I immediately tamped back when I was going to say, where is he? I want to, I just need to know. I tamped back. I'm not actually mad at this voice actor for the actions of this fictional character. I just need to be mad We've at We've gone someone. too deep. The the show the show has to blurred be... the lines of reality too much with its quizzes and its queens, and now we're blaming voice actors for character decisions. <sighs> to be mildly serious for a minute, it's Uh-oh. just that I have a particular sore spot for the kind of people who revel in anything bad happening to anyone else when that person has like judged them even mildly. I just. She was completely right to judge him. She's an environmental act- activist, and he made it, he wanted to make a quick quick buck. And all that happened to him was that he lost his fancy old house. And I felt you know bad for Jenny, but I just want to go. It's just the show. It's whole. It's just Tories, and they exist and. <laughs> I was going to say, it's further proof that this show is not for us. 
in that we're supposed to feel any kind of sympathy for these people. Is that what this podcast was about? It's been so long, I can't remember. <laughs> it's been 70 years. It's been 70 years. Uh, I waited 70 years. We actually started this show and it was just about radio in general because it was a new invention. Do you feel like the woman from the Titanic? <laughs> coincidental i brought that up earlier i feel like i'm gonna drop my uh gonna drop my radio to the bottom of the ocean <laughs> no one else can have this but me oh man which is funny because i don't own a radio probably because it's for the bottom of the ocean now so all in all truly a momentous beginning to this year happy new year happy new year everyone look what look what you look what you've done <laughs> happy new year i hope you're happy look upon, look upon all you have wrought happy new year serves you right oh no <laughs> um so I, I i just have to assume that like the next month is going to be taken up with this this slavery God, thing i mean right? the like, question is who's gonna get who's gonna get it in the neck because i mentioned earlier justin is uh uh, justin has been fired pending further investigation from the board of trustees of orchardshire trust because he's hired philip in the past to work on barrow farms which is the big pig unit you know (laughs) and then neil who runs the pig units being investigated who knows what will happen to Kirsty? Gavin is God knows where. Philip, no one's seen him. I mean, he's not on the run or anything. He's out on bail, but... I think he tried to call Kirsty a couple of episodes ago, but she didn't pick up. What yeah, I mean, this has got to be... Jail? This has got to be, like, the big plot for the next month. Oh, I mean, And yeah, it's going to be... Bizarre and hilarious when they cut backwards and forwards to completely mundane conversations about cake. I mean, this is a year of work now because the explosion was a year ago. Jesus, really? Yeah, thereabouts. A year. And then we found out right after the explosion about about the um. Oh, I didn't explain the horses thing. When Philip was explaining, when Philip was explaining things to Kirsty. Um, he slipped up and he called them the horses like he does always. And she was like, what the fuck did you just call them? It was... That's, uh... What? Wow, we've come full circle and I was so hoping it wasn't going to be the circle that it ended up being. But here we are. We've come full <laughs> circle and it's an oblong. <laughs> oh no. Start again. Hi, we've come welcome. full circle <laughs> and it's a pit to the centre of the earth and you've fallen in. <laughs> It does feel like that some days. Uh, <laughs> some days? <laughs> Sundays, hey. after church and oh. before the court. <laughs> that, um, <sighs> for those who are only listening, I pulled my collar like I was an old-fashioned comedy. Part of an old-fashioned comedy, do <laughs> Well, I... Please finish this. I look forward to seeing... Oh, I don't even know what I'm looking forward to in this show anymore. <laughs> was I bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at any point during the recording of this show? Uh, yes, when you tortured me with the realisation that the Queen was real and that there was a quiz. Oh, that's your homework. 
you've got to go and listen to that quiz now. I know how much uh, you're going to hate it. Don't make me. Maybe I'll have to listen to it. You know what? I'll listen to it and I'll come back next oh! time with my score. Oh, that's a fun. I'll tell you how quiz. much. I'll tell you how good, how well I did, and I'll I'll ask you some of the questions. My guess is not zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think you'll get at least four. If the questions are like, "What is the name of the pub?" then well, apparently I'll have failed because I would have said the B at Ambridge, and no, it's not that anymore. No, so no, they won't be. If it's a history quiz, it will be. I am genuinely curious, though. That okay. is, should be our next special. So you got okay. Listen next to that episode, quiz, and you got to come to I me. I will bring the quiz to the people. Bringing the quiz you to gotta the people. That's to our me. that's our promise for next month. I've got to think that you're going to come to me and just be having your second panic attack because they're going to tell you a bunch of facts that you didn't know about the show, and you're going to be saying, "What? What? No, what?" Yeah. I'm, to all of you're those gonna have as to well. explain so much to me. Okay, well, yeah. uh, look forward to that, dearest listeners. Uh, if you, if if that sounds like something that appeals to you, I, I don't know what number you need to call, but I feel like it's on screen now. Until then, I drudge ever onwards towards trivia domination as Alex, and I slowly slowly fade into nothingness i've been ray and make sure you shut the gate or those cows they'll plot an assassination of the queen at exactly two o'clock on a sunday oh god bye bye